not about to be dumb and predict Matt Canada's firing. But I'm not about to rule it out either, including imminently. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. It's Steelers versus Raiders Sunday night in Las Vegas. I'll be flying out there tomorrow to cover that, of course, for DK Pittsburgh Sports. And picture, if you can, if you can handle this, Picture this offense doing what it did in the first two games a third time. Try it. I know it's not easy. It really isn't. And not just because the Raiders aren't very good defensively. Picture the reaction. Picture the postgame with Mike Tomlin. Picture one, maybe even two players finally blurting stuff into a microphone that I'll hear on a fairly regular basis away from those microphones. And from there, picture Canada keeping his job, at least keeping his job the way it's currently structured. See, there's a couple of different actions that can be taken here. One is an outright firing, get out of here, don't pass Go, don't collect $200, whatever. Just be gone. That's not going to happen. I really believe that part of it. But you could very well see a situation similar to what Mike Tomlin would do whenever he wasn't all that happy with, let's say, Keith Butler as the defensive coordinator. Tomlin would just come in and take over. And he would have Butler do some of the grunt work and participate in the meetings and all that other stuff. But Tomlin became the D.C. in effect. That can happen here. Glenn Thomas was added to the staff, not as an assistant to the regional manager, but as an offensive assistant coach, someone with the background to manage plays, to call plays. Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach, has, it's not real deep, but some background of doing the same thing. And what you have in both of those gentlemen that's of the greatest value to the Steelers in season is an intensive knowledge of the existing playbook. you got to understand in any Canada debate slash discussion that the playbook can't be replaced or erased. No way. Not in midseason. Not after you spent all summer working out of it. You might be able to throw some wrinkles in. And most important, you can exhibit an actual awareness or a feel for the game. You can make adjustments within the X's and O's that are already in there. But you're not going to come up with a whole new playbook. And as a result, you're not going to come up with someone from the outside to come in and be the new coordinator. So you don't fire Canada. You just kind of have him sit at a different chair at the same table. Now, the downside to that approach is that the longer this goes on, the greater the distraction it becomes. And it will be one. It won't be on the road. You're not going to hear fire Matt Canada chants on the road. But you will when the team comes back to Pittsburgh in three weeks to face the Ravens. 
And in turn, you're going to have Tomlin, you're going to have Kenny Pickett, you're going to have all the players getting asked on a daily, and I would say a fair basis, about their coordinator. What about this? What about that? All related to Canada. And that's not going to help anybody either. And you know what? Maybe Canada knows this already. Maybe he does. Maybe something's already taken place for all we know, way on the inside. A year ago, when the Canada offense was going so poorly that by the time the Steelers reached the bye week, there was real rumbling that Tomlin might have had enough and that Canada wouldn't return post-bye week. He did, of course, return, and the team ended up going 7-2 and two down the stretch while averaging 146.4 yards rushing per game. Awesome. So one might think that that would have firmed up, if not necessarily solidified, Canada's standing within the organization. But I got to tell you, a year ago, around that bye week time, the way Canada carried himself in press settings, in his weekly press gathering with us every Thursday, was of legit strength. He showed no outward signs whatsoever of the pressure, of any kind of push from the fan base, or anything coming from Tomlin. But that's not what yesterday looked like at all. This, for example, was Canada's answer when asked if he had heard about the Fire Canada chance that happened at Akershire Stadium in the second half the other night against the Browns. I've been made aware of it. Um, you know, obviously I was working, we had a tough play. There's no, there's not one ounce of lack of confidence in the players that I have or lack of confidence in the coaches I have. We're going to, we're going to play better. We're going to get it right. You know, we're not putting it on the field that we expected to do in those first two games. The fans want us to win. They want us to play better. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with their passion and those things. And obviously we're not going to, Mike T says it all the time, right? We're not running away from it. We expect to be better. We're going to be better. I firmly believe that. So until we do that, you know, obviously there's going to be frustration, more frustrations in our, you know, with our guys because we're not happy with what we're putting on tape and what we're putting on the field. So we'll continue to work and we'll get it right and we'll get it better. And I firmly believe it. I believe him. He's got a Bose set of headphones on that completely cover the ear. It's not the kinds like that are just buds hanging from your, you know, your earlobe or whatever. They completely cover the ear. All of the coaching staff is on that network and they never shut up. Anybody will tell you there's always discussion going on. I can't imagine that he would have heard it. Okay. I believe that's legit. Also and relevant, that pane of glass that's in front of where the coaches are is a thick, soundproof pane of glass. You know how I know? Because they're just off to the left from where we are in the press box, and it's the same glass. And when the door is closed, there's a door for camera operators to go in and out. When the door is closed, that glass, you don't hear a thing. So he's not lying. He's not lying. Someone made him aware of it. Where's the leadership? Where's the I and the me? In this, you don't hear it from him. You don't hear, I've got to do a better job and then just leave it at that. It's, we've all got to do a better job. And you know what? He's actually right when he says that because the quarterback's been bad. The offensive line's been bad. Wide receivers have been kind of okay, haven't mattered much. 
And the running backs have been bad, especially Najee Harris. It's all been bad. But he's the leader of the group. He's the offensive coordinator. Why not just say something like, you know, just just fall on your sword. You know, I haven't done enough. This hasn't been good enough. My own showing hasn't been good enough. I need to do better. I'm going to work like crazy to be better. Nobody'd want to hear it anyway. I'm not suggesting that there's some path for him to offer a set of quotes that would have everyone going, whoa, man, we were all wrong about this Canada guy. Yeah, we need to give him a chance. That's not going to happen. There's nothing he would have said that would have made that happen. But for him to go through this whole session awkwardly smiling as if everything's ha-ha funny, as if the fans making their statement was some kind of cause for giggling. That wasn't there last year, my friends. That wasn't there. This was different. This was someone being aware that the situation is different now. When we come back, J1Q... Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Jack, who says, Hey, TK, I've heard you mention on occasion how present Art Rooney is around the Steelers and their players during camp and after games. So do you believe that he would ever be inclined to mandate changes to the offense if the struggles continue? I ask because I'm reminded of the time his father stepped in to relieve Bruce Arians of his duties in order to protect Ben Roethlisberger and ultimately extend his career. Art is potentially looking at his first-round quarterback regressing along with a first-round running back. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. First, Jack, I've got a couple of corrections for you. It was actually Art Rooney II who relieved Arians of his duties and brought in Todd Haley. You're right about all the rest. It was done to protect Ben. And you know what? From that standpoint, it worked. There were a lot of people who were rough on Haley at the time, but Haley was still putting up, you know, 28 to 30, 32 points per game. And Ben, for his part, ended up having, you know, a pretty nice length to his career, not to mention a nice finish. But it it feels like with the, the nation being as generally upset as it's been over these first two weeks of the season, there's some flailing going on, and that means some people will complain about Matt Canada, some will complain about Kenny Pickett, some will complain about a certain group of players, some will just obsess with Mike Tomlin, and then you run out of people to flail at, and eventually it makes it to the owner, and there's even been some of that. That's not to say that Rooney isn't deserving of criticism. I, I 
can't stress this strongly enough. When you start the way this offense has, no one's exempt from criticism. No one's off limits. No one's risen above the riffraff in this. It's bad. And it's bad all the way up to the owner. All I'm saying is this is the sort of discussion that occurs when things aren't going well and you've run out of people to yell at. You make it all the way to the owner. Within that, I hear a lot of, he's not his old man. His old man would have done this. And and you took it to the extent of actually crediting his old man with something that Art II did himself. So my answer to your question is a resounding yes, if only because Art's already done this. Art was the one who put into place the decree that the Steelers needed to get back to being a power running team. It was his decree that contributed, be very sure about this, to the drafting of Najee Harris. Not necessarily the player selection, but the drafting, the prioritizing of a running back there. And it's been his decree every offseason thereafter, it seems like, to really buckle down on that. Now, this to me is a more legit and more fact-based question as it relates to Art II. And that's when he sees this, when he sees what's happening right now, when he sees that the offensive line can't block, when he sees the third and one call the other day, which is the antithesis of what this owner had sought. And when he sees that something is keeping somebody from firing that offensive coordinator, And for all we know, and this is pretty well guarded, for all we know, it could be the head coach doing that. And if he sees that and he's at the very top of the structure, which he is, then it is on him. Because he's the only person in the organization, not Tomlin, not Omar Khan, not anybody else. He's the only person empowered to snap his fingers and make that change. He can wake up this morning and make that change without consulting anybody, without uh, conversing with Tomlin or running it by him or whatever. He can just wake up in a bad mood and get rid of the guy. And He hasn't done that yet. So if you're looking for something to pin on him, you don't have to confuse facts from the past or compare him to his old man or whatever, because it's right there. It's right there. It's in plain sight. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Flying out to Vegas tomorrow, football game Sunday night. And my sense for this at the moment is I have none at all. Just none. I really thought the offense would have looked a little better against Cleveland than they didn't. 